and welcome to Design Reaction, a podcast that explores what's next in interior design and fine art. I'm your host, Marilyn Watson Laverne, and in my work as an interior designer, I constantly witness a lot of innovations, best practices, and new technologies that contribute to luxury living. With each episode, I will take you behind the scenes to reveal new introductions in furniture, kitchen and bath, outdoor living, and fine art. I'll share my reactions to these innovations, which will lead you to more informed design decisions that will elevate your living experience. Expect to have fun on this show as I dish on the impact of design in popular culture and share my advice on experiences you can explore for yourself. If you're ready to learn more about interior design, decor, and fine art, then the Design Reaction Podcast is definitely for you. Let's go. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Design Reaction with Marilyn Laverne. I'm Marilyn Laverne, and today my guest is Anderson Summersell. Anderson is the founder and CEO of Summersell, which is an online showroom featuring textiles, fine art, wall coverings, pillows, and related accessories. Anderson, welcome to this episode. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. I feel so honored. I want to first of all talk about um let's let's go back. Don't we always go back to the beginning when we're talking with people? How did you first <laughs> uh get get in interested and involved in textiles? And can you can you talk a little bit about what Summer Cell offers? Oh wow. Um so Summersell offers a convenient way for interior designers to source. Uh, we're set up like a multi-line showroom, mm-hmm. but what we've done is we've taken that model and digitized it in the sense of everybody that we, every brand that we represent is available on our platform. Designers log in. They can see all the information that they need for a particular fabric or wall covering or a piece of art, uh, pillows, throws, uh, and without having to go to all the different brands' websites. They can do it all right there on on one platform. And sort of when they log in, they get the uh, net pricing. Mm-hmm. which makes it so easy because in the traditional way that you do it is you call your you have to call your showroom, get your rep, get the price, is there stock, all of that. Now we've we've done away with that sort of antiquated way of thinking and making it more accessible for them. And so they can just go on and do what they need to do. <laughs> what <laughs> I love likes- about this is that there's a lot of legwork, let's say, that designers do not have to um, trudge through in order to get to the information they need to to make a presentation to their clients. Um, and this started, if I can recall, this started just prior to the pandemic? Uh, we were in, we started, in, we launched in 2020. So okay. we launched in the... Right in the middle of... Right in the chaos. middle of it. <laughs> Good God. Why not? Why not exactly? Was it difficult to get designers to uh, you know to think of gathering this information and, and and using your resource in ways that that we hadn't before um no because i feel that 
the designer from the designers I had spoken with, mm-hmm. I, I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, you know, I, I got a sense in my prior roles that I had, and we'll talk about those, but Absolutely. Um, in my prior roles, I could see the shift happening and that designers were starting to source online uh, just to get an idea of what's out there, mm-hmm. what they're kind of looking for that it that isn't in their library, and then they'll compile that, and then they'll go to their local showroom or call up their local rep to see if they had that thing or whatever. So I knew that people were sourcing online. Yes, um, but the way that again we just the showrooms that had websites were set up were. You went, you just saw the name of the brand they represented and you went to that brand's website and hopefully that brand had a website. (laughs) Uh, So no, when we launched, it was something that designers and I mean, in the middle of COVID, you weren't going to showrooms. So it it just amplified it um, or accelerated it. And I find that designers welcomed it. There was not much coaching on that sense. Okay. Uh, I guess they were, I think what I ran into the most were more designers being in disbelief that this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, because I'm in, I, I, I initially was in a measure of disbelief thinking to myself, well, if I can't find you in the design center, how, how would I have found you? Um, <laughs> but I, I also have to acknowledge that it certainly makes the process a lot simpler. I also think that it introduces designers and thus their clients to um, to brands and artisans that we would probably have either overlooked or not had access to. And I think that this is something that's really very, very unique. Um, and, I, and I applaud your, your decision to do this. As I understand it, you are the only uh, uh, online showroom, digital showroom for uh, the, these sources. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I've heard. I I don't want to be the one to say yes, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you know how the internet is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, no, but what I've heard from a lot of people that we are the you know we are the first mm-hmm. ones to be strictly digital. Um, and I think also too, just saying strictly digital sort of gave designers sort of this uh, sort of perspective of like they couldn't call us or they couldn't email yes, us. Yes, <laughs> sure, sure. And you very much so can do all of the traditional things. The only thing that we don't have is a physical space, which we have an office space in, of in New York City. So and people do come by. Um and which I see and it looks closet. like you're I totally I love your background. I love that. One, it speaks to exactly mm-hmm. what you do, but it also shows me like um it it kind of um it gives me some anticipation, like, hmm, 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 what's there behind Anderson? Um, tell me, we're going back a little bit further. Tell me, how did you first get involved in um, in textiles? Oh, gosh. Um, like everybody who's I've spoken to in this industry, kind of you stumble into it. Sure. Um, you know, I had done uh, film and television and radio for a few years, mm-hmm. made a switch because I didn't, it, that wasn't in alignment with, with me, um, with my personality. And I started at Pier 1 Imports and doing, you know, just home goods, home <laughs> furnishings. Sure. 
you know, I think I cried when I, when I was in the interview, cause I loved it. So I was so excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it just grew from there. So I, you know, it was, it was Pier One and it was our house furniture. Uh, I thought I wanted to be an interior designer. Uh, quickly realized that I do not. I see. I get shout it. Out, shout out to all the interior designers. <laughs> Anderson, you all know how much I love you. Anderson, I we understand your pain. <laughs> I, I understand your pain. <laughs> no, but I, I, I sort of, I, the stumbling into textiles came when I got my job at Holland and Sherry. Mm. And I started in wallpaper, which to all my friends made fun of me. They're like, people are buying wallpaper. And I was like, yes, they are. Um, and, true. you know, it's it's Holland and Sherry. So you're surrounded by other fabrics. And what I did at Holland and Sherry, I started as a customer service person. And, you know, Holland, and, I was specifically for wallpaper, but as I grew and was promoted or, or whatever through through Holland and Sherry, uh, one of the things that I, I started to oversee was customer service for the brands that Holland and Sherry represented mm, outside sure. of the Holland and Sherry uh, brands mm -hmm. and that introduced me to more more textiles so I got to work with Sandra Jordan I got to work with um, Katie Lead I got to work with so many of these phenomenal Lisa Fine Peter Dunham all wow. these phenomenal textile wow. brands yeah Sister Parrish you know so wow yeah <laughs> so you just it, it and I didn't know anything about textiles I I, I don't have a background I didn't study it mm -hmm. so I which is one of my favorite things because when I'm in, when I'm interested in something and if I'm responsible for something yes. I, I put my heart and soul into it so getting to speak directly to the team at Sister Parish, Peter Dunham and learning about screen printing learning about digital printing learning about you know the different weights of linen and which is better to print on what's not good to print on all of that I, uh, there, there was great fascination with that for me. I would have loved also, to have just been the note taker in those meetings. <laughs> Fabulous. There were, well, sometimes they were spicy meetings. Yeah, then, but... I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. But over time, you just realize, you know, and it, it just, it didn't dawn on me. And I just realized, oh my goodness, textile is a huge part of interior design because yes. it's literally on every single thing that you come in contact with. Absolutely. It's the drapes, it's the chair, it's the this, it's the rug, it's the walls, it's the... So I was just like, wow, interesting. And I just, you know, it, I went from there. I got more and more into it when I went to John Roselli. Mm. Um, yeah, that was that was exciting for me. The, I didn't think I was going to get that job, so... <laughs> Actually, I never think... Actually, yeah. all the jobs I've gotten in this industry, I didn't think I was going to get it. And and, then, and yet <laughs> there you were. Yeah, yeah, there there was. Actually, it's funny at Holland and Sherry. It was I had applied to be an assistant store manager, a store manager for a crate and barrel, which at that point in my career was the highlight for me. So sure. I was like, oh my god! Oh, well, that's a big move from Pier One, of course. Yeah. And it was like my, my, <laughs> at that time, my dream job. And uh, I had applied to the Holland and Sherry uh, job. Then thinking I was thinking I wasn't going to get that. And I went to the interview and I was at brunch with a friend. I didn't know how big, I really did not have any idea what Holland and Sherry was in wow. this industry. No clue. 
And and I I got the job. I was at brunch uh, with a friend and I was disappointed that I got the job. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I applied for Crate and Barrel and I really, really, really want this Crate and Barrel job. And I'm like, I got this job at Holland and Sherry. They called me and they were like, yeah, well, like the have now. And then my friend is like drops her fork and is just like, I'm sorry, Do you, you have know? a job at Holland and Sherry? And I was like, yeah, you know about them? <laughs> I love like, this story. She goes, do I know about them? And I was, she's like, do you know about them? I'm like, well, I'm going to be working here, apparently. <laughs> I know a little bit about them. But no, I was, it was very much so that. That was very much my, my approach into this industry. I had no idea of anything. Um, it wasn't until I was there mm-hmm. at Holland and Sherry. Uh, and, you know, you're answering the phone and you're hearing all these familiar names of interior yes. designers. I loved interior. I love interior design, so I knew some of the affluent people in in interior in, in interior design. And then one day, the AD one hundred uh, Architectural Digest book came with the AD one hundred designers. Yes, and I'm flipping through it. This is this is. I got the job at Holland and Sherry in April, and the AD one hundred list always comes out in like late December. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm. I went. I go to lunch. It's there in the little lounge area that we had. And I picked it up and I go back to my desk with it. And I'm like flipping through it because one of the things that we did with magazines were we would, they would tag what pages the product was in. Sure. So I was like, oh, help marketing do this. So I'm at, I'm eating lunch at my desk, flipping through it. And I'm just like, oh my God, I know that name. Oh my, it's like Victoria Hagen, Jean-Paul Lamaud. This uh, is the who's who of our industry. Burgess, the who's who, the, right? These are the people you're speaking to probably on a regular basis on the phone, yeah. I gather. Like, I yes, uh, every day on the phone and like a fool, like a fool, <laughs> I like look up at my boss and I go, oh, did you see the AD100? She's like, oh, it's out? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, it's like all of our clients. <laughs> she looks at me and she's like, oh, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> that is so I love that story. That's re- so so here's the thing. Um I have to imagine that with exposure regular exposure like that to designers mm-hmm. at that level, you are also getting a an education on just how textiles impact um mm-hmm. interiors. Um you know, as opposed to, you know, let's say, you know, um, you know, at the time, a big box place like Pier One, uh, textiles have their place. But for the most part, um, you know, consumers are looking at solids, right? Because yeah. uh, neutral solids, because that's what that that's that's where you can sell a critical mass of of, of things. However, at the level that Holland and Sherry is and at the level of design expertise and prowess that designers at the AD100 level is, I, I have to imagine it's making an impression on you how textiles have their impact in, in interiors. What did you learn from that experience that um, can help um, enlighten, let's say, listeners who um, who are hiring designers and their designer comes to them and says, we need to look at our textile story in addition to or in reference to the color story that we're putting together. What did you, what do you feel like you learned or gained during that that period of time that 
is relevant to those choices and decisions that people are making right now in their homes? Well, I feel like uh, what I've learned from all those phenomenal interior designers is that that's really truly where it all starts, mm. isn't it? It's, it's either starts with a you know your with a rug that the you know somebody really loves for sure, and they're pulling the colors out of that, and then they're you know that informs the color of the drapes, what kind of drapes we want to do, what kind mm -hmm. of all sorts of what I've come to learn is that textiles is where the real magic of making the house a home really starts. Ah, the real you, magic. I think that's what we're going to name this show. The real magic textiles, <laughs> the real magic. Carry on. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt your thought. No, no, no. But no, I think that's where I think from what I've seen, that's, that's where it all starts. You know, one of the things I say, the brands that we represent as we're signing them, we always go, you know, the the thing about textiles is in, in fabric and wallpaper and all that. It's like, we're sometimes the, some of the first things spec and the last stuff purchased mm -hmm. because a lot of our designers are working on ground up projects, sure. but in order to sort of create the narrative, create the mood, create the feel, or as the young kids are saying these days, the vibe. The vibe. <laughs> it, it really all starts there because that's where you get your colors from. That's where you get your, your I guess, your everything from. Sure. It starts with the textiles. Sure. Um, there are, um, you know, there are a lot of reasons for why sometimes, um, I know I experience this sometimes with clients where there's, apprehension about making a commitment to let's say you know a particular toile or a stripe mm -hmm. or um you know a fabric that has several colorways uh, you know it's it's hard for people to make choices and so they just sort of land on beige what would you <laughs> you you know or let's just do an idea ain't nothing wrong with some beige now i'm a beige beige never this hurt anybody <laughs> beige didn't hurt anybody um <laughs> But, you know, I think as designers, we're seeking to bring a, a emotion and attention to interior space. And sometimes I think the most effective way to do that is um, through textiles. And um, for people who maybe are a little apprehensive, what would you say or share with them, uh, you know, that might give them a little bit more confidence? Ooh. <laughs> I know I really I stunned you with that one. You know, this is because here's the thing. I'm I'm much so like the consumer. For example, mm -hmm. I would say florals. I never I've never been a person that liked florals, or understood florals. And what I've come to learn, and or a lot of color, mm -hmm. um, and I'm surrounded by it now. Uh, <laughs> but what I've come to learn at the truth of it, it was it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was like I had a fear of it. I didn't know how to use it. I didn't sure. know how would you use that how you know where would i put that how right. can i incorporate that with this and i think working with an interior designer it helps clients sort of overcome their fear because an interior designer can articulate how to use something sure like be just a floral fabric and a bright and a set of bright colors and you're like oh but <laughs> how subtle i know like you you panic and then you go but like when it when it's explained to you like okay this is the color palette of the room the room is you know very neutral and whatnot and this this floral drapery is going to be the pop yes you know it's like oh there you go that can you know? lead people in yeah i think it's it's about 
I think, and I see this more and more now with because I work with so many interior designers, clients, their clients are leaning into doing statement pieces. Ah, it's not, yes. the whole room's not going to be, you know, explosion of color, but, right. you know, I've got, we've got these little moments and, you know, it's, so it's any consumer, I would sort of educate them in saying like, okay, uh, it doesn't have to be everywhere. It doesn't have to be your sofa, but it could be a pillow. <laughs> Yes, yes. Drapes. Um, it could be like small little accents in in a space that just gives it a little bit more. It gives it a little bit more life and it tells a little bit more of a story. I love that, that, that it tells a little bit more of a story. So speaking of telling stories, we've got some images of um, textiles in your collections, which, by Ooh. the way, I, I mean... I, I have visited your website a number of times and I, I as a designer and, and you and I have met at, you know, in trade environments and things like that. And sometimes I'll look at a textile and I'll say, I love this. I'm not sure how I'd use it. And then I talk to another designer and I say, look at this. I love this. I saw this at Somersell. And then we begin to collaborate. And then I can think of a dozen uses um, you know, for uh, some of the pieces that might have been new to me, either either the colorway was new to me, or like you mentioned, florals. I I would say I'm I'm not a particular lover of the floral either, but the florals that you all have, I think they're just I think they're gorgeous. Um, I'm going to ask Christian. Christian, can you? Um, and Christian, not in any particular order, but can you post up? Um, an image from uh, the Somersault collection. I wanted to get um, Anderson's reaction to that and talk a little bit about um, the, the pieces that we have. Oh, I like this one. Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah. So when I first saw that, I thought it looks kind of painterly. I love mm -hmm. that it looked, you know, it, it, it the strokes were bold, the colors, you know, the black and white one obviously is very bold, where the 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 blue gray one is a little bit more subtle. Like I felt like I, I there was that I had a lot of directions that I could 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 use with that. Share a little bit more about that. Like what attracted you to it if 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 that one was an attraction and tell us a little bit about the um the 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 maker of 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 Bedlam. Well, the maker of Bedlam is uh, Ryan Himmel from R, and his name of his company is Atelier RSH. And what I, this is, he's a sales rep. This is, this is sort of his background in this industry. He represents a lot of, he's the salesperson for a lot of different brands. Ah. And he wanted to step out and do his own. And, you know, this particular pattern, there's so many iterations of it out mm, in the marketplace mm -hmm. what i really loved about it was the painterliness of it like yes. you look like just brush strokes Absolutely. which is the, how he came about this pattern he wanted something that was a non non-directional you could hang it well it's wallpaper so you go straight up and down but you could turn it any which way that you want to there's really not a a, a clear repeat it's a um it's random and you know the different colorways speak to how bold you want to go like mm. the softer that softer blue is very soft it's like oh you want something that's not going to really command that much attention in in a space yes uh, 
black and white because of that stark contrast is just bold and stunning and uh, I consider it to be electrifying. Absolutely. And got the red that um I'm not a fan of red uh because it makes me hungry. Uh, <laughs> although I'm wearing it today. Um but uh yeah so it's sort of what I love about this is how the fluidity of it. Sure. And the again abstractness of it when you look at it you sort of get lost in it you can find little different moments that's 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 what i noticed i think it felt like um you know it's it, when i saw it i thought oh this is fun uh like i mentioned before painterly um and that it has almost like an organic um vibe yes uh I, I, vibe, know, organic though, vibe like, you yeah. know someone came into the space and said I'm just going to allow these movements to happen, uh, uh, you know, on these walls and where where those movements land is how the space will be influenced. And I thought I just thought it was just so beautiful. Christian, let's see another one. And let's get your reaction to this next one. As, as, as I've said, this is called design reaction. So I, I, I always want to get the reaction from designers and, and those leaders in our industry so that people can kind of be um, inspired and encouraged um, by the things that we notice and things that we see. Go ahead. Talk about this one. Okay. okay so what I love about this, so this is uh, Helen Pryor. And what I love about Helen is she it's her technique it's how mm. she approaches uh fabric so all of the patterns that helen has in her collection she starts by sculpting them in clay because in really by, yes so by her her preferred medium of art is pottery uh and so she has spent a great deal of of time figuring out how to translate that from pottery to textiles. I and, love that. Yeah. So clay is her sketchbook. You know, a lot of the brands, a lot of the artisans that we represent, the textile designers that we yes. represent, all hand draw their patterns mm -hmm. um, using various techniques. Some use pens, some use ink, some use um highlighters <laughs> i was like okay that's a choice um but helen carves her patterns in clay that's and fascinating to me i know I, I trust me i'm just like one day we want to capture her actually doing it in her studio absolutely it's just so it's it's just a different approach and because of that each pattern takes on its own sort of shape like her florals aren't you know, her florals are very ge uh, geometrical. Yes. And a, a lot of, she's this gingham that I really, really love. And like, mm. it's not, it's not a straight line. It's like little, little dots um, that make up the stripe, the stripes. That, that create. is cool. And I think that that's so fantastic. So, um, so yeah. So, so I like, I like what you, you said. So this is interesting that um, her medium is is clay mm -hmm. um, uh, and pottery. So, you know, that's a three-dimensional medium and it is being applied to a two-dimensional medium, which is 
uh, textiles, typically, you know, things happen the other way. Often, you know, let's say a sculptor might um, might draw the, the piece first, um, even paint the piece first, and then actually sculpt it. This is going in, you know, a little bit of a, a different sequence of um, of technique, but I, I'm fascinated by that. And just knowing that story alone, I think um, makes this textile, you know, something that, well, it contributes a story to the space um, as designers would be utilizing it. Um, so I've got- And there's more depth to it too. What I love about yes. her approach to her fabric, you mm -hmm. get a lot of depth. I think that, you know, uh, some- because it's two dimensional, can look a little flat. Yes. Uh, this just, this just is so. It's so rich. It's so deep. When you look at it, you get again. You just get captivated by by it. And I think it's because of the way that she creates her patterns I, in I, clay. And, and those of you that um, are listening to this podcast and wondering what does this look like. Take a look on uh, YouTube because we will post this on YouTube so you can see what we're talking about. Um, but certainly speak with your designers um, about uh, reaching out to Summercell online and uh, uh, your designers will, will be able to, to bring uh, these magical textiles to you as well. We've got one more, Anderson, that I want to get your reaction to. And this is a wall covering. <laughs> this that exact your reaction was my reaction when I first thought I mean it literally made me want to physically move you know it, yeah. it was nostalgic it was fun it was whimsical but also I felt like it it captured it captures a moment that all of us can relate to and that's you know dancing with your partner go ahead and talk about this yeah. one well, one of the things I like to do when I when I see a idea of someone's collection, because one of the great benefits I have is I get to see a lot of the collections before they come to to market, and I get to offer my two cents. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, and one of the things I always do is I always think about where do you see this being used, mm -hmm. where where can it go, uh, and this is one of those that you know. I when I saw it, I had no, I had no words for it. I was like, I said, Ryan, where would we put this? <laughs> where do you put this? And you know, we I think it is the both time both of us sat and we we're like, you know, that is a good question. But doesn't it just feel great? It so we thought, does. you know, great for our kids' room, great mm -hmm. for uh, an entertaining an entertaining room that yes. you have in in your space. I'm a fan of putting things behind bars. There's a mid-century sort of vibe absolutely, to this. Absolutely, absolutely. So I can see it behind a bar um, and just what's fun, just, or even in front of a, like the front face of a bar. Of, of a bar. Yes. Um, I just thought it was really just fun. And sometimes you just need a little bit of fun and whimsy in your, in your spaces. Yeah. No, when I saw it, it made me smile. I chuckled, um, actually laughed out loud because I thought, and, and, uh, listeners. Did you do a jig? <laughs> I almost did. You know, it made it, you know, it made me, you know, it, I thought, I think I thought in a musical way when I saw it, I, I yeah. just, you know, um, I, I, it, it was almost audible to me. Um, you know, the way I felt about it. And I think that when 
a textile has that kind of impact, um, as a designer, you will figure out a way, you you know, to to find use for that. I think you've made yeah. several suggestions that are really um, they're appropriate and clever. Um, but I just know that, um, you know, myself as, as a designer, those designers that are listening uh, and their clients that may be listening, you know, this is the kind of thing that just like you said, who doesn't want to have some fun in their space? And, um, you know, our hope is that people will see this and resonate in the ways that you and I have just talked about. Um, question for you. What do you have coming up with Summer Cell? Um, you know, that, 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 you know, designers need to hear about. Well, I just had a very full circle moment. Uh, earlier last week, we launched uh, on September 1st, we launched uh, Sandra Jordan rugs. Uh, it's our first, I know. And it's full circle for me because I, like I was explaining when I was at Holland Sherry, I oversaw the Sandra Jordan uh, actually, I did not oversee Sandra Jordan's line at Holland and Sherry. There was this other guy in customer service that had it, and I really wanted, I really, really <laughs> wanted it. Uh, so that, then that guy ended up quitting, and I was just like, yes! <laughs> see, see, you're right. This is a full circle moment. This is a moment. Yeah, it, it, it was a huge moment. You know, the thing I like about Sandra was she made me feel seen mm. in my tiny little role as 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 a customer service person. Sure. Um, and you know she would make the effort to come over from the showroom, come to the office, say hello to everybody. She gave me a little cute alpaca. But anyway, oh, it, oh God you know, bless I still her. have that alpaca. <laughs> I still have that little alpaca, and so. It, that's exciting for me to have rugs. Um, I've spent a, lo a lot of years sitting across from the rug department at Holland and Sherry. Ah. Um, so I know a little bit, I know far too much about rugs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other best part about that too, is that the rugs are produced by Erden mm. rugs um, designed by Sandra Jordan and Brian Erden and produced by Brian Erden's company, Erden. Okay. And the funniest thing is on my, when I was wrapping up my 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 tenure at Holland and Sherry and moving to John Roselli, wow. Erden Rugs was the last line that I brought on. Really? Holland and Sherry. Yeah. And then to watch, and to watch, I tell you, I'm oblivious to everything that happens in my life. So <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was up at uh, Brian's farm in Chicago and as we were preparing for this lunch and I had it, I had no idea that it was his like first time really? with the rugs. And I like, I listened to the story, but like the rugs are so beautiful. And I was just like, ah, and I didn't realize we were launching him. And this was a big deal for him. Of course, of course. And I was just like, I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> so I, the whole time I was, I was, I was on the farm, and we were just like, you know, talking and catching up. I was just like, Brian, I had no idea. I thought that you had been doing this it. This is something you've been doing for a showroom and coming to our showroom. I had no idea. So it's really fun to be working with them again and to be launching to be launching this beautiful rug collection. Um, it's, it's stunning. I, I, there's, I had no two cents to put into it. It was, it's Sandra Jordan and Brian Erd. And I was like, you want me to do what? You yeah. want my opinion? That, <laughs> I, like, I, 
Anderson, I congratulations first of all, but I Thank think you. this is I I think first of all this is um you know as we would say a natural extension to um the the collections that you already offer to designers, but I think rugs is um just like you had said earlier about textiles. Often a design starts with um the textiles, the rugs, and from there we pull the color story, and from there we pull the kind of furnishings, the feeling that we want to have, the you know the, the level of luxury, and certainly rugs, um, you know, speak volumes um, mm-hmm. uh, in 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 that realm. Um, so congratulations, and boy, this is a, and congratulations on not only one full circle moment, but two. This is like concentric circles um, in your business and in your life. And I just know that that um, portends, you know, some really great things for the designers that select from Summer Cell, but also ultimately for the clients that enjoy um, uh, your textiles and now your rugs and your art and um, so many other things that you offer in their private residences. Today has been... um, it's it's been a milestone for me to have you uh, as a guest on Design Reaction. Um, I appreciate um, certainly. Oh, well, thank you, you for do. having me. I always get fascinated. I always like when people ask me to to do anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> you listen, asked, and I was like, what? Listen, Why? let me tell you. Sure. I I I. So for listeners, um, I first met um, Anderson at a, a design event probably a year or two ago. And mm-hmm. um, I only spoke with him briefly, but I admired him from across the room. Um, I, oh. I I could get emotional when I think about this, but um, I here he was, you know, um, doing something in this industry that has not been done before, and doing so successfully. It, it because it's not like he was saying, you know, I'm introducing fabrics by people that we know, um, or introducing a, a way of doing this business that was common or familiar to people. Everything that he was doing was unfamiliar, but um, the the confidence um, that he had really spoke to the courage that I'm sure it takes to start something like this. So I just have to say congratulations to you. And, um, you know, for those people listening, um, you know, uh, direct your designers to Summercell. Am I right? It's summercell.com. Summersell.com. Yes. Summersell.com. This is a trade only source. So um uh you, you would you're gonna have to direct your designer um <laughs> to to connect with um you know some of the beautiful things that uh that that, that this company offers. Um but um uh, the one thing I can say again um is congratulations on all the success that you've had. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, more and bigger and brighter and broader um, for you <laughs> and for the designers, um, all of us designers that, you know, choose to work with um, with with the things that you offer. Um, uh, thanks again, like I said, for being on on Design Reaction and thank you for your reactions, um, you know, about uh, the things that the, the textiles and wall coverings that you offer. Um, for those of all, you all that are that are listening, um, the takeaway for you today is that textiles are the magic of uh, interior spaces. Um, also, understand that you want to bring some fun and whimsy into your spaces, and also understand that there's 
more to what you're seeing with textiles that meet the eye. Uh, the origin of how textiles are created is as important as what you're looking at physically. And just mm -hmm. know that there's a story pretty much behind everything that your designer is selecting and uh, suggesting to you for your interior spaces. So with that, uh, I want to say thank you for listening to Design Reaction and look forward to seeing you on or hearing from you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I truly appreciate your joining me for this episode of Design Reaction. I hope you learned something new through our stories or were inspired by our descriptive observations of the newest things happening in design, decor, and fine art. Both audio and video for this show are recorded and engineered by Cube Recording Studios in Montclair, New Jersey. The original music for our show is produced by Cube Recording Studios as well. If you enjoy Design Reaction, please subscribe and invite your friends to listen. I'm Marilyn Laverne, Principal Designer of Marilyn Laverne Interiors, a full-service interior design studio working with luxury-seeking clients everywhere. Visit MarilynLaverne.com to see the portfolio of our work. And then if you're interested in design services, book a discovery call using the tab on our website. Until next time, continue discovering your reaction to design. I'm Marilyn Laverne. Hello and welcome to Design Reaction, a podcast that explores what's next in interior design and fine art. I'm your host, Marilyn Watson Laverne, and in my work as an interior designer, I constantly witness a lot of innovations, best practices, and new technologies that contribute to luxury living. With each episode, I will take you behind the scenes to reveal new introductions in furniture, kitchen and bath, outdoor living, and fine art. I'll share my reactions to these innovations, which will lead you to more informed design decisions that will elevate your living experience. Expect to have fun on this show as I dish on the impact of design in popular culture and share my advice on experiences you can explore for yourself. If you're ready to learn more about interior design, decor, and fine art, then the Design Reaction Podcast is definitely for you. Let's go. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Design Reaction with Marilyn Laverne. I'm Marilyn Laverne, and today my guest is Anderson Summersell. Anderson is the founder and CEO of Summersell, which is an online showroom featuring textiles, fine art, wall coverings, pillows, and related accessories. Anderson, welcome to this episode. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. I feel so honored. I want to first of all talk about, um, let's let's go back. Don't we always go back to the beginning when we're talking with people? How did you first <laughs> uh, get get in interested and involved in textiles? And can you can you talk a little bit about what Summer Cell offers? 
Oh, wow. Um, so Somersault offers a convenient way for interior designers to source. Uh, we're set up like a multi-line showroom, mm -hmm. but what we've done is we've taken that model and digitized it in the sense of everybody that we, every brand that we represent is available on our platform. Designers log in, they can see all the information that they need for a particular fabric or wall covering or a piece of art, uh, pillows, throws, uh, and without having to go to all the different brands' websites, they can do it all right there on, on one platform. And sort of when they log in, they get the uh, net pricing, mm -hmm. which makes it so easy because in the traditional way that you do it is you, call your, you have to call your showroom, get your rep get the price is there stock all of that now we've we've done away with that sort of antiquated way of thinking and making it more accessible for them and so they can just go on and do what they need to do what <laughs> i love about this is that there's a lot of legwork let's say that designers do not have to um, trudge through in order to get to the information they need to to make a presentation to their clients um, and this started, if I can recall, this started just prior to the pandemic. Uh, we were in. We started. In, we launched in 2020. So okay. we launched in the right in the middle of right that in the chaos. middle of it. Good God! <laughs> Why not? Why not exactly? Was it difficult to get designers to, uh, you know, to think of? gathering this information and, and, and using your resource in ways that, that we hadn't before? Um, no, because I feel that the designer, from the designers I had spoken with, mm -hmm. I, I talk a lot, <laughs> they, um, you know, I, I got a sense in my prior roles that I had, and we'll talk about those, but- absolutely. Um, in my prior roles, I could see the shift happening and that designers were starting to source online uh, just to get an idea of what's out there, mm -hmm. what they're kind of looking for that it, that isn't in their library. And then they'll compile that and then they'll go to their local showroom or call up their local rep to see if they had that thing or whatever. So I knew that people were sourcing online. Yes. Um, but the way that, again, we just, the showrooms that had websites were set up where you went you just saw the name of the brand they represented and you went to that brand's website of and course. hopefully that brand had a website <laughs> uh, so no when we launched it was something that designers and i mean in the middle of covid you weren't going to showrooms of so it, it 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 just amplified it um or accelerated it and i find that designers welcomed it and there was not much coaching on that sense okay. uh, I guess they were I think what I ran into the most were more designers being in disbelief that this was happening <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, because I'm in I, I, I initially was in a measure of disbelief thinking to myself well if I can't find you in the design center how, how would I have found you um, <laughs> but I, I also have to acknowledge that it certainly makes the process a lot simpler. I also think that it introduces designers and thus their clients to um, 
to brands and artisans that we would probably have either overlooked or not had access to. And I think that this is something that's really very, very unique. Um, and, I, and I applaud your, your decision to do this. As I understand it, you are the only uh, uh, online showroom, digital showroom for uh, the, these sources. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I've heard. I've, I don't want to be the one to say, yes, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know how the internet is. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Um, no, but what I've heard from a lot of people that we are the, you know, we are the first mm -hmm. ones to be strictly digital. Um, and I think also too, just saying strictly digital sort of gave designers sort of this, uh, sort of perspective of like, they couldn't call us or they couldn't email yes, us. Yes, <laughs> sure, sure. And you very much so can do all of the traditional things. The only thing that we don't have is a physical space, which we have an office space in, of in New York City. So, and people do come by. Um, and which I see in it. Looks like you're, I totally, I love your background. I love that. One, it speaks to exactly mm -hmm. what you do, but it also shows me like, um, it, it kind of... Um, it gives me some anticipation, like, hmm, 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 what's there behind Anderson? Um, tell me, we're going back a little bit further. Tell me, how did you first get involved in um, in textiles? Oh, gosh. Um, like everybody who's I've spoken to in this industry, kind of you stumble into it. Sure. Um, you know, I had done uh, film and television and radio for a few years, mm -hmm. made a switch because I didn't, it, that wasn't in alignment with, with me, um, with my personality. And I started at Pier 1 Imports and doing, you know, just home goods, home <laughs> furnishings. Sure. You know, I think I cried when I, when I was in the interview, cause I loved it. So, I was so excited. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, it just grew from there. So I, you know, it was, it was Pier One, then it was Our House Furniture. Uh, I thought I wanted to be an interior designer. Uh, quickly realized that I do not. I see. I get shout it. Out, shout out to all the interior designers. <laughs> in there. You all know how much I love you. Anderson, I you understand your pain. <laughs> I, I understand your pain. <laughs> no, but I, I, I sort of, I, the stumbling into textiles came when I got my job at Holland and Sherry mm. and I started in wallpaper, which to all my friends made fun of me. They're like, people are buying wallpaper. And I was like, yes, they are. Um, and true. you know, it's, it's Holland and Sherry. So you're surrounded by other fabrics. And what I did at Holland and Sherry, I started as a customer service person and, you know, Holland, and, I was specifically for wallpaper, but as I grew and was, promoted or whatever through through Holland and Sherry. Uh, one of the things that I, I started to oversee was customer service for the brands that Holland and Sherry represented mm, outside sure. of the Holland and Sherry uh, brands. Mm -hmm. And that introduced me to more, more textiles. So I got to work with Sandra Jordan. I got to work with um, Katie Lead. I got to work with so many of these phenomenal Lisa Fine, Peter Dunham, all wow. these phenomenal textile wow. brands. Wow. Yeah, Sister Parrish, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. So you just, it, it, and I didn't know anything about textiles. I, I, I don't have a background. I didn't study it. Mm -hmm. So I, which is one of my favorite things, because when I'm, in, when I'm interested in something, and if I'm 
responsible for something, yes. I, I put my heart and soul into it. So getting to speak directly to the team at Sister Parish, Peter Dunham, and learning about screen printing, learning about digital printing, learning about you know, the different weights of linen and which is better to print on, what's not good to print on, all of that. I, uh, there, there was great fascination with that for me. I would have loved also, to have just been the note taker in those meetings. <laughs> there were, well, sometimes there were spicy meetings. Yeah, there, but... I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. But over time, you just realize, you know, and it, it just, it didn't dawn on me. And I just realized, oh my goodness, textile is a huge part of interior design because yes. it's literally on every single thing that you come in contact with. Absolutely. It's the drapes, it's the chair, it's the this, it's the rug, it's the walls, it's the... So I was just like, wow, interesting. And I just, you know, I went from there. I got more and more into it when I went to John Roselli. Mm. Um, yeah, that was that was exciting for me because I didn't think I was going to get that job. So <laughs> actually, I never think actually yeah. all the jobs I've gotten in this industry, I didn't think I was going to get it. And and, <laughs> and yet there you were. Yeah. Yeah. There, there I was. Actually, it's funny at Holland and Sherry, it was, I had applied to be an assistant store manager, a store manager for a crate and barrel, which at that point in my career was the highlight for me. So sure. I was like, oh my God. Oh. Well, that's a big move from Pier 1, of course. Yeah. And it was like my, my <laughs> at that time, my dream job. And uh, I had applied to the Holland and Sherry uh, job. Didn't thinking I was thinking I wasn't going to get that. And I went to the interview and I was at brunch with a friend. I didn't know how big, I really did not have any idea what Holland and Sherry was in wow. this industry. No clue. And and I I got the job. I was at brunch uh with a friend and I was disappointed that I got the job. I was like, <laughs> oh well you know, I applied for Crate and Barrel and I really, really, really want this Crate and Barrel job. And I'm like, I got this job at Holland and Sherry. They called me and they were like, yeah, well like the have now. And then my friend it like drops her fork and is just like I'm sorry, Do you, you have know? a job at Holland and Sherry? And I was like, yeah, you know about them? <laughs> I love like, this story. She goes, do I know about them? And I was, she's like, do you know about them? I'm like, well, I'm going to be working here, apparently. <laughs> I know a little bit about them. But no, I was. it was very much so that. That was very much my my approach into this industry. I had no idea of anything. Um, it wasn't until I was there mm -hmm. at Holland and Sherry uh, and, you know, you're answering the phone and you're hearing all these familiar names of interior yes. design because I loved interior. I love interior design. So I knew some of the affluent people in, in, interior, in, in interior design. And then one day the AD 100 uh, Architectural Digest book came with the AD 100 designers. Yes. And I'm flipping through it. This is, this is. I got the job at Holland and Sherry in April and the AD 100 list always comes out in like late December. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I went, I go to lunch 
it's there in the little lounge area that we had and I picked it up and I go back to my desk with it and I'm like flipping through it because one of the things that we did with magazines were we would they would tag what pages the product was in sure so I was like oh help marketing do this so I'm at I'm eating lunch at my desk flipping through it and I'm just like oh my god I know that name oh my it's like Victoria Hagen Jean Paul Lamaud this uh, is the who's who of our industry Burgess, the who's who, the, right? These are the people you're speaking to probably on a regular basis on the phone, yeah. I gather. Like, I yes, uh, every day on the phone and like a fool, like a fool, <laughs> I like look up at my boss and I go, oh, did you see the 8100? She's like, oh, it's out? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, it's like all of our clients. <laughs> she looks at me and she's like, oh, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> that is so I love that story. That's so so here's the thing. Um I have to imagine that with exposure, regular exposure like that to designers at that level, you are also getting a an education on just how textiles impact um interiors. Um you know, as opposed to, you know, let's say, you know, um, you know, at the time, a big box place like Pier One, uh, textiles have their place. But for the most part, um, you know, consumers are looking at solids, right? Because yeah. uh, neutral solids, because that's what that that's that's where you can sell a critical mass of of, of things. However, at the level that Holland and Sherry is and at the level of design expertise and prowess that designers at the AD100 level is, I, I have to imagine it's making an impression on you how textiles have their impact in, in interiors. What did you learn from that experience that um, can help um, enlighten, let's say, listeners who um, who are hiring designers and their designer comes to them and says, we need to look at our textile story in addition to or in reference to the color story that we're putting together. What did you, what do you feel like you learned or gained during that, that period of time that is relevant to those choices and decisions that people are making right now in their homes? Well, I feel like uh, what I've learned from all those phenomenal interior designers is that that's really truly where it all starts isn't mm. it it's, it's either starts with a you know you're with a rug that the you know somebody really loves for sure and they're pulling the colors out of that and then they're you know that informs the color of the drapes what kind of drapes we want to do what kind mm -hmm. of all sorts of what i've come to learn is that textiles is where the real magic of making the house a home really starts ah the real magic i think that's what we're going to name this show the real magic tactile <laughs> the real magic carry on I, I i didn't want to interrupt your thought no no but no i think that's where i think from what i've seen that's that's where it all starts you know one of the things i say the brands that we represent as we're signing them we always go you know the the thing about textiles is in, in fabric and wallpaper and all that it's like we're sometimes the some of the first things spec'd and the last stuff purchased mm -hmm. because a lot of our designers are working on ground up projects sure. but 
in order to sort of create the narrative, create the mood, create the feel, or as the young kids are saying these days, the vibe. The vibe. <laughs> it, it really all starts there because that's where you get your colors from. That's where you get your, your I guess, your everything from. Sure. It starts with the textiles. Sure. Um, there are, um, you know, there are a lot of reasons for why sometimes, um, I know I experience this sometimes with clients where there's, apprehension about making a commitment to let's say you know a particular toile or a stripe mm -hmm. or um you know a fabric that has several colorways uh, you know it's it's hard for people to make choices and so they just sort of land on beige what would you <laughs> you you know or let's just do an idea ain't nothing wrong with some beige now i'm a beige beige never beige hurt anybody <laughs> beige didn't hurt anybody um <laughs> But, you know, I think as designers, we're seeking to bring a, a emotion and attention to interior space. And sometimes I think the most effective way to do that is um, through textiles. And um, for people who maybe are a little apprehensive, what would you say or share with them, uh, you know, that might give them a little bit more confidence? Ooh. <laughs> I know I really I stunned you with that one. You know, this is because here's the thing. I'm I'm much so like the consumer. For example, mm -hmm. I would say florals. I never I've never been a person that liked florals, or understood florals. And what I've come to learn, and or a lot of color, mm -hmm. um, and I'm surrounded by it now. Uh, <laughs> but what I've come to learn at the truth of it, it was it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was like I had a fear of it. I didn't know how to use it. I didn't sure. know how would you use that how you know where would i put that how right. can i incorporate that with this and i think working with an interior designer it helps clients sort of overcome their fear because an interior designer can articulate how to use something sure like be just a floral fabric and a bright and a set of bright colors and you're like oh but <laughs> how subtle i know like you you panic and then you go but like when it when it's explained to you like okay this is the color palette of the room the room is you know very neutral and whatnot and this this floral drapery is going to be the pop yes you know it's like oh there you go that can you lead know? people in yeah i think it's it's about I think, and I see this more and more now with, because I work with so many interior designers, clients, their clients are leaning into doing statement pieces. Ah, it's not, yes. the whole room's not going to be, you know, explosion of color, but, right. you know, I've got, we've got these little moments and, you know, it's, so it's any consumer, I would sort of educate them and saying like, okay, uh, it doesn't have to be everywhere. It doesn't have to be your sofa, but it could be a pillow. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it could be like small little accents in in a space that just gives it a little bit more, it gives it a little bit more life and it tells a little bit more of a story. I love that, that, that it tells a little bit more of a story. So speaking of telling stories, we've got some images of... Um, textiles in your collections which by Ooh. the way i i mean i i have visited your website a number of times and I, I as a designer and and you and i have met at you know in trade environments and things like that and sometimes i'll look at a textile and i'll say i love this i'm not sure how i'd use it 
And then I talk to another designer and I say, look at this. I love this. I saw this at Summercell. And then we begin to collaborate. And then I can think of a dozen uses, um, you know, for uh, some of the pieces that might have been new to me, either Either the colorway was new to me, or like you mentioned, florals. I I would say I'm I'm not a particular lover of the floral either. But the florals that you all have, I think they're just I think they're gorgeous. Um, I'm going to ask Christian. Christian, can you? Um, and Christian, not in any particular order, but can you post up um, an image from uh, the Summer Cell collection? I wanted to get um, Anderson's reaction to that and talk a little bit about. Um, the pieces that we have. Oh, I like this one. Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah. So when I first saw that, I thought it looks kind of painterly. I love mm -hmm. that it looked, you know, it, it, it the strokes were bold. The colors, you know, the black and white one obviously is very bold, where the 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 blue gray one is a little bit more subtle. Like I felt like I, I there was that I had a lot of directions that I could 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 use with that. Share a little bit more about that. Like what attracted you to it if 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 that one was an attraction? And tell us a little bit about the um the 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 maker of 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 Bedlam. Well the maker of Bedlam is uh Ryan Himmel from R and his name of his company is Atelier RSH. And what I this is he's a sales rep this is, this is sort of his background in this industry he represents a lot of, he's the salesperson for a lot of different brands ah. and he wanted to step out and do his own. And, you know, this particular pattern, there's so many iterations of it out mm. in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. What I really loved about it was the painterliness of it. Like yes. you look like just brush strokes, Absolutely. which is how he came about this pattern. He wanted something that was a non non-directional you could hang it well it's wallpaper so you go straight up and down but you could turn it any which way that you want to there's really not a a, a clear repeat it's a um, it's random and you know the different colorways speak to how bold you want to go like the mm. softer that softer blue is very soft it's like oh you want something that's not going to really command that much attention in in a space yes uh, black and white because of that stark contrast is just bold and stunning and uh, i consider it to be electrifying absolutely and got the red that um i'm not a fan of red uh because it <laughs> makes me hungry uh, <laughs> although i'm wearing it today um but uh yeah so it's sort of what i love about this is how the fluidity of it sure and the again abstractness of it when you look at it you sort of get lost in it you can find little different moments that's 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 what i noticed i think it felt like um you know it's it, when i saw it i thought oh this is fun uh like i mentioned before painterly um and that it has almost like an organic um vibe yes uh, I, I, vibe, know, organic though, vibe. Like, you yeah. know, someone came into the space and said, I'm just going to allow these movements to happen, uh, uh, you know, on these walls and where where those movements land is how the space will be influenced. And I thought I just thought it was just so beautiful. Christian, let's see another one. 
And let's get your reaction to this next one. It's, as, as I've said, this is called design reaction. So I, I, I always want to get the reaction from designers and, and those leaders in our industry so that people can kind of be um, inspired and encouraged um, by the things that we notice and things that we see. Go ahead. Talk about this one. Okay. Okay, so what I love about this, so this is uh, Helen Pryor, and what I love about Helen is she, it's her technique, it's how mm. she approaches uh, fabric. So all of the patterns that Helen has in her collection, she starts by sculpting them in clay, because in really, by, yes, so by her, her preferred medium of art is pottery. Uh, and so she has spent a great deal of, of time figuring out how to translate that from pottery to textiles. I and, love that. Yeah. So clay is her sketchbook. You know, a lot of the brands, a lot of the artisans that we represent, the textile designers that we yes. represent, all hand draw their patterns mm -hmm. um, using various techniques. Some use pens, some use ink, some use um, highlighters. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a choice. Um, but Helen carves her patterns in clay. That's and fascinating to me. I know. I, I Trust me. I'm just like, one day we want to capture her actually doing it in her studio. Absolutely. It's just so it's it's just a different approach. And because of that, each pattern takes on its own sort of shape. Like her florals aren't you know, her florals are very ge uh, geometrical. Yes. And a, a lot of she's this gingham that I really, really love. And like mm. it's not it's not a straight line. It's like little little dots um, that make up the stripe. The stripes that, that is cool and i think that that's so fantastic so um so yeah so so i like i like what you you said so this is interesting that um her medium is is clay mm -hmm. um uh and pottery so you know that's a three-dimensional medium and it is being applied to a two-dimensional medium which is uh, textiles typically you know things happen the other way often you know let's say a sculptor might um might draw the the piece first um even paint the piece first and then actually sculpt it this is going in you know a little bit of a, a different sequence of um of technique but I, i'm fascinated by that and just knowing that story alone i think um makes this textile you know something that well, it contributes a story to the space um, as designers would be utilizing it. Um, so I've got and there's more depth to it, too. What I love about yes. her approach to her fabric, you mm -hmm. get a lot of depth. I think that, you know, uh, some, because it's two-dimensional, can look a little flat. Yes. Uh, this just, this just is so, it's so rich. It's so deep. When you look at it, you get, again, you just get captivated by by it. And I think it's because of the way that she creates her patterns and, in clay. And, and those of you that um, are listening to this podcast and wondering, what does this look like? Take a look <laughs> on uh, YouTube because we will post this on YouTube so you can see what we're talking about. Um, but certainly speak with your designers um, about uh, reaching out to Summer Cell 
online and uh, your designers will will be able to to bring uh, these magical textiles to you as well. We've got one more, Anderson, that I want to get your reaction to. And this is a wall covering. <laughs> this that exact your reaction was my reaction when I first thought. <laughs> I mean, it literally made me want to physically move. You know, it, yeah. it was nostalgic. It was fun. It was whimsical, but also I felt like it it captured it captures a moment that all of us can relate to, and that's you know dancing with your partner. Go ahead and talk about this yeah. one. Well, one of the things I like to do when I when I see a idea of someone's collection, because one of the great benefits I have is I get to see a lot of the collections before they come to to market, and I get to offer my two cents. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, and one of the things I always do is I always think about where do you see this being used? Mm -hmm. Where where can it go? Uh, and this is one of those that, you know, I when I saw it, I had no I had no words for it. <laughs> I was like, I said, Ryan, where would we put this? Where are we going to do this? <laughs> Where do you put this? And, you know, we, I think it is the both time, both of us sat and we're like, you know, that is a good question, but doesn't <laughs> it just feel great? It so we thought, does. you know, great for our kids room, great mm -hmm. for uh, an entertaining, an entertaining room that yes. you have in, in your space. I'm a fan of putting things behind bars. There's a mid-century sort of vibe absolutely. to this. Absolutely, absolutely. So I could see it behind a bar um, and just what's fun, just, or even in front of a, like the front face of a bar. Of, of a bar. Yes. Um, I just thought it was really just fun. And sometimes you just need a little bit of fun and whimsy in your, in your spaces. Yeah. No, when I saw it, it made me smile. I chuckled, um, actually laughed out loud because I thought, and, and, uh, Listeners, did you do a jig? <laughs> I almost did. You know, it made it. You know, it made me. You know, it, I thought. I think I thought in a musical way when I saw it. I, I yeah. just, you know, um, I, I, it, it was almost audible to me. Um, you know, the way I felt about it, and I think that when a textile has that kind of impact, um, as a designer, you will figure out a way, you you know, to to find use for that. I think you've made yeah. several suggestions that are really, um, they're appropriate and clever. Um, but I just know that, um, you know, myself as, as a designer, those designers that are listening uh, and their clients that may be listening, you know, this is the kind of thing that, just like you said, who doesn't want to have some fun in their space? And, um, you know, our hope is that people will see this and resonate in the ways that you and I have just talked about. Um, question for you. What do you have coming up with Summer Cell, um, you know, that, 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 you know, designers need to hear about? Well, I just had a very full circle moment. Uh, earlier last week, we launched, uh, on September 1st, we launched, uh, Sandra Jordan rugs. Uh, it's our first, I know, ah! And it's full circle for me because I, like I was explaining when I was at Holland Sherry, I oversaw the Sandra Jordan. Uh, actually, I did not oversee Sandra Jordan's line at Holland Sherry. There was this other guy in customer service that had it, and I really wanted, I really, really <laughs> wanted it. 
Uh, so bad. Then that guy ended up quitting. And I was just like, yes. See, see, you're right. This is a full circle moment. This is a moment. Yeah, it, it, it was a huge moment. You know, the thing I like about Sandra was she made me feel seen mm. in my tiny little role as 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 a customer service person. Sure. Um, and, you know, she would make the effort to come over from the showroom, come to the office, say hello to everybody. She gave me a little cute alpaca. But anyway, oh, it, oh, God you know, bless I still her. have that alpaca. <laughs> I still have that little alpaca. And so it, that's exciting for me to have rugs. Um, I've spent a, lo a lot of years sitting across from the rug department at Holland and Sherry. Ah. Uh, so I know a little bit. I know far too much about rugs. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the other best part about that, too, is that the rugs are produced by Erden mm. Rugs, um, designed by Sandra Jordan and Brian Erden, and produced by Brian Erden's company, Erden. Okay. And the funniest thing is on my, when I was wrapping up my, my, my tenure at Holland and Sherry and moving to John Roselli, wow. Erden Rugs was the last line that I brought on really and sherry yeah and then to watch and to watch i tell you i'm oblivious to everything that happens in my life so <laughs> i was <laughs> i was i was up at uh brian's farm in chicago and as we were preparing for this lunch and i had it i had no idea that it was his like first time really with the rugs and I like I listened to the story but like the rugs are so beautiful and I was just like ah and I didn't realize we were launching him and this was a big deal for him of course of course and I was just like I had no idea <laughs> I had no idea so I, the whole time I was I was I was on the farm and we were just like you know talking and catching up I was just like Brian I had no idea I thought that you had been doing this it something and you were been doing a showroom and coming to our showroom I had no idea so it's really fun to be working with them again and to be launching to be launching this beautiful rug collection. Um, it's it's stunning. I, I there's I had no two cents to put into it. It was it's Sandra Jordan and Brian Erd, and I was like, "You want me to do what? You yeah, want my opinion?" That <laughs> I, like, I, I Anderson, I congratulations first of all, but I think you. this is I I think first of all this is, um, you know, as we would say, a natural extension to. Um, the the collections that you already offer to designers, but I think rugs is um, just like you had said earlier about textiles. Often a design starts with um, the textiles, the rugs, and from there we pull the color story, and from there we pull the kind of furnishings, the feeling that we want to have, the you know the, the level of luxury, and certainly rugs um, you know speak volumes. Um, mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in that realm. Um, so congratulations and boy, this is, a, and congratulations on not only one full circle moment, but two, this is like concentric circles, um, in your business and in your life. And I just know that that, um, portends, you know, some really great things for the designers that select from summer cell, but also ultimately for the clients that enjoy, um, uh, your textiles and now your rugs and your art hey. and um, so many other things that you offer in their private residences. Today has been um, 
it's it's been a milestone for me to have you uh, as a guest on Design Reaction. Um, I appreciate um, certainly. Oh, thank you, you for do. having me. I always get fascinated. I always like when people ask me to to do anything. I'm like, what? <laughs> and you listen, asked, and I was like, what? Listen, Why? let me tell you. Sure. I I I. So for listeners, um, I first met um, Anderson at a, a design event probably a year or two ago. And mm-hmm. um, I only spoke with him briefly, but I admired him from across the room. Um, I, oh. I, I could get emotional when I think about this. But um, I here he was, you know, um, doing something in this industry that has not been done before and doing so successfully. It, it, because it's not like he was saying, you know, I'm introducing fabrics by people that we know. Um, or introducing a, a way of doing this business that was common or familiar to people. Everything that he was doing was unfamiliar, but um, the, the confidence um, that he had really spoke to the courage that I'm sure it takes to start something like this. So I just have to say congratulations to you. And, um, you know, for those people listening, um, you know, uh, direct your designers to Summercell. Am I right? It's summercell.com. Summercell.com. Yes. Summercell.com. This is a trade only source. So um, uh, you would, you're going to have to direct your designer um, <laughs> to, to connect with, um, you know, some of the beautiful things that, uh, that, that, that this company offers. Um, but um, uh, the one thing I can say again um, is congratulations on all the success that you've had. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, more and bigger and brighter and broader um, for you <laughs> and for the designers, um, all of us designers that, you know, choose to work with um, with with the things that you offer. Um, uh, thanks again, like I said, for being on on Design Reaction and thank you for your reactions. Um, you know, about uh, the things that the, the textiles and wall coverings that you offer. Um, for those of all, you all that are that are listening, um, the takeaway for you today is that textiles are the magic of uh, interior spaces. Um, also understand that you want to bring some fun and whimsy into your spaces and also understand that there's more to what you're seeing with textiles that meet the eye, uh, the origin of how textiles are created is as important as what you're looking at physically. And just Mm -hmm. know that there's a story pretty much behind everything that your designer is selecting and uh, suggesting to you for your interior spaces. So with that, uh, I want to say thank you for listening to Design Reaction and look forward to seeing you on or hearing from you on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I truly appreciate your joining me for this episode of Design Reaction. I hope you learned something new through our stories or were inspired by our descriptive observations of the newest things happening in design, decor, and fine art. Both audio and video for this show are recorded and engineered by Cube Recording Studios in Montclair, New Jersey. The original music for our show is produced by Cube Recording Studios as well. 
If you enjoy Design Reaction, please subscribe and invite your friends to listen. I'm Marilyn Laverne, Principal Designer of Marilyn Laverne Interiors, a full-service interior design studio working with luxury-seeking clients everywhere. Visit MarilynLaverne.com to see the portfolio of our work. And then if you're interested in design services, book a discovery call using the tab on our website. Until next time, continue discovering your reaction to design. I'm Marilyn Laverne.